Hello, hello, and welcome back to episode three of the Drunken Transfer the Week. Ooh. That's our ASMR moment. It really that. is. That's becoming our trademark. <laughs> <laughs> it's the week where the bell tolls for us all. Game week one is upon us. In around the 48 hours time, all the tinkering, the flitting back and forth, all of that will count for nothing. The squads will be locked in. And that player you had in 99% of your team for the draft the entire time that you took out last minute to get a premium in, he's scoring big time, baby! You remember um, episode one, which now feels like an eternity ago, and I know we've both aged tremendously since then. You know I was like banging the drum vociferously for Erling Haaland. Yeah. He's not been in he's the team for, for several weeks now. Yeah. I'm so tired, Finn. I'm so sleepy. Well, this is I'm, what I was going to say as ever. I'm joined by the Berkshire boy making, making all, all the, the noise. noise. But this week, it's sort of kind of groans of frustrated More confliction. And, yeah. This sort of, ugh, Jacob Southcline. Hello. I'm Finn, by the way. Hi. Don't don't listen to him. Don't believe him. He's not actually called Finn. It's his, it's his stage name. It's a pseudonym. It's like, you know how Sylvester <laughs> McCoy wasn't called Sylvester McCoy? He, was he? No. no he's, he was called, or like... Um, What's the other one? Uh, Michael Caine is what Morris Micklewhite. I did know. You're not Finn Stockton because Stockton is not a real name. Make me up another one. (laughs) You're uh, Jonathan Dimble Wanker. Oh, good. I thought we were going political for a second and then we sort of of stayed (laughs) political. But it was. Nothing Um, nothing against the Dimbleby household, by the way. No. Um, But um, yeah, Yeah. I, I. Maybe have um, have done a bit of a bad thing in in getting us on the Cronenberg Te Supreme this week. It's Eric Cantona. It, it's in choice. honor of King Eric. Well, your your King. My Eric. King. Yeah, being the the dirty United fan in our midst. But um, let let the record show that even though my podcast co-host is slightly impoverished at the moment, um, it's it's currently two 0 to Jacob Southline on the alcohol purchasing leaderboard. But yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to like you know Look, you shame me, you or anything. You called me out for it last week. <laughs> Um, uh, rightly so. Um, when, but next week, I promise I'll get the beers in, even if I borrow money from the bank of Jacob's Afterlife. We're called the drunken transfer. We're not yeah. the the caffeinated transfer, although we, we are. We are this week yeah. because, <laughs> because honestly, if I if I'd had Cronenberg with Taste Supreme before recording and. By the twenty-minute mark, you would have had to have done some creative editing because it would have tranquilized me and sent me to sleep. So, and and that's before you take into account the fact that the people at home are probably going to be asleep by minute ten as well. But <sighs> Jacob, how are you feeling? It, it, how how are you feeling fantasy wise? Oh, okay, what? I thought I thought we were going on like <laughs> therapy sofa. <laughs> I thought we were going, Jacob. What's wrong? What's on your mind? I'll tell you what's on my mind. Fancy football's on my mind. Hell yeah. And, and I'm quite glad that we're within the, the crunch now, like in that we've got two days to go at the time of recording. God knows when we're going to have this uploaded, probably sometime in October. <laughs> but um, the nice thing is, you know more than anyone that the tinkering, like fantasy preseason comes in, in phases where you have your initial draft, which we were talking about on episode two. Both of our teams have changed considerably since then. And then on top of that, we are now in like madcap tinker mode. You've tinkered yours a ton since since last time. And, and like there was a moment on the sofa the other night. I was like, Finn, stop. Think what you're doing. Uh, <laughs> I I think I think um, I I I think I'm at a, a toy a space now. He is actually Irish, by the way, lads. We're not just being massively racist. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not appropriating. I promise. No, I, I think I think I'm at a, a, a space now. I, I mean, uh, I've got. 
I, I'm about 11 of my 15 are pretty much locked in. The thing that I'm worrying about most of all, um, because uh, the, the way we're going to structure um, the pod this week is, uh, first of all, we're going to talk to you about our um, draft, our final drafts, it's subject the, the, to change. The, the, mine is a masterpiece, just putting it out there. <laughs> like uh, Everyone's going to be copying mine in their droves. Yeah. They're going to put a statue of me outside the Medeski Stadium, now the Select Car Leasing Stadium, with a plaque underneath that says, Fancy Football Genius, <laughs> set the 10 template for the 22-23 season <laughs> um well I'm, I'm i'm interested in in hearing yours but we're going to talk about those we're going to talk about our initial drafts um talk about a little bit about the fixtures that we got coming up this weekend i'm super excited to be getting back into full-on just sitting I, in front of the sofa i know you are what? you cheeky monkey oh, there was a time i think it was the final day of the season um stop me if you've heard this before we you had the three screen setup here in Cardiff whilst I was watching it with my granddad back in Reading and we had the three screen CCTV set up then as well it's going to be wall to wall it is absolutely going it's going to be, going to be absolutely our, our partners and loved ones are not going to hear from us for weeks <laughs> and weeks so, borderline years <laughs> we're going to be talking initial drafts yep should we do opening drafts then let's fucking do it mate oh I just dropped the F bomb. Remember on episode one when you were saying like a trooper? I really was. I was. I was. I was swearing like no one's business. I actually managed to edit all of those out. This isn't oh, going in the book. So I, I managed to edit. All I those quite out enjoyed that. Quite like well. after you liberally sprinkled, sprinkled in all those, all those swears. It was you that had to edit them out. I yeah, thought that was it, it, that was it, it, karmic it, it, retribution. It's time for the drafts. Then I'm really happy with mine. Just putting it out there. Okay, Jake. What, who have you got in your draft? I'm excited to hear it. I'm excited to hear it in relation to what you had last episode, mm. um, because it's been a long, old time since then, uh, and I think it would have changed quite a bit. Well, you're, you're talking about embarrassing me at the end of the season when we listen back to this. Yeah. You've already shown me up in the space of two episodes, because once something that made the final cut last week is Rafinha was still in my job. <laughs> <laughs> when at, at the time of recording Rafinha was still firmly a Leeds player whereas he's, he's been a Barca player now for, for almost like a fortnight to be fair at the time of recording also it did really look like he was going to go to one yeah. of Arsenal, Chelsea or maybe That's the, Spurs we were saying this before before tonight weren't we how like the Chelsea transfer policy just seems to be link themselves with any player under the sun and hope that it sticks more on that later when yeah we... <laughs> absolutely um, right what do you want to hear first you want me to go keepers to strikers strikers to keepers yeah I'm, I'm, let, let's go let's go keepers to strikers like we have been stretching I'm, 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 in, I'm intrigued because okay. I don't, you, you said that you think you're relatively happy with this and yeah. you're not going to tinker too much more well the goalkeeper position which is usually a bit of an afterthought or like yeah. a set and forget position you said last week you hated that oh, expression oh, I'm, I'm a hypocrite, Finn. I'm a hypocrite. <laughs> <laughs> and, and people are going to realise this very quickly. Yeah. I don't practice what I preach. I what, tell you what, something I'm going to go, and we are going to be talking about this. Oh. But you I, know, also, can I just point out the way that you're pointing at me with your headphones on Ooh. now, you, you look exactly like Kevin Keegan. <laughs> I'd love it if we beat him. I'd love it. I'd love it if I proved him wrong. And I am going to love it when I prove you wrong. Because you looked up Joe Gelhart's status earlier on today after having ridiculed me about how bad he is. And I worked out after you gave me those stats well, that he averaged out over five, five points, points a per game. game. Well, I, was really, I, I definitely didn't help myself because I was all bullshit on Twitter. We're one of these, we're, we're completely sad and we, we replied to each other on Twitter when we could just like go into the other room and say by the way but, but I was like yeah like he's only got like 48 points in like 700 and something it's 44 points in 700 and, and then I did the maths whilst I was still at my desk at work and I was like 
Oh shit! I've just just. But you know what? I put it to you with the, the 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 classic angry fan that you are. You've never seen Joe Gelhart properly play, and you're simply talking about him being bad in an attempt just to disagree I was on, with me. I was on Joe Gelhart's Wikipedia page earlier. Probably one of only five people ever to have gone there. And um, down, you know how you occasionally get like the playing style section of players' Wikipedia pages. It was like. You know how we were on Harry Winks' playing style for the other day at the pub? Oh. It was similar to that because you know how um, uh, on Harry Winks' Wikipedia page, uh, Danny Murphy said that, yeah, England should build their team around him. Well, similarly, on Joe, Joe Gelhart's Wikipedia page, it says that he's Wayne Rooney-esque in terms well, of his style of play. I, I tell you what, that's no, actually... No, 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 no we're no, not no, going no, there again, Finn. In terms of the Rooney comparison, it's actually quite good because Gelhart isn't particularly big. He's not particularly tall like Rooney is, but he's built. Rooney had one of those really, really stocky um, structures, but yet he, his acceleration was quite good. I wish I hadn't set you off. Gelhart, trust me... Watch what I tell you what. Watch the goal that he scored against Norwich. You're doing, for two, you're one, doing the Keegan minute. thing again. His, his little, his little, his, the, the flick on header that he gets, even though he's only like five foot eleven, is brilliant. You realise we're going to have to have a rebrand to the Drunken Joe Gelhart <laughs> podcast. You've asked me what my draft is, and we've just gone off about <laughs> Joe Gelhart for five minutes. Um, last week, I said that I was unlikely to diverge from having a four point five keeper. Who at the time for both of us was David Raya mm. of Brentford. Since then, Thomas Strakosha has come in and it's even though Brentford fans reckon that Raya's likely to start the season, it was a risk I wasn't willing to take. And after being convinced by several long Twitter threads... (laughs) Oh, no. Jesus. Um, Well, I've... And here's another one who, he's a player that both of us have written off in the past, but I was really impressed with last year, and I just think it's going to be a real reliable, safe pair of hands this season. Likely to rack up save points, bonus points, and plays for a top six team. It's none other than Aaron Ramsdale, who is currently my starting keeper at five million. Yeah, I think it's savvy. Um, I think... um... I think if you've not got a, a defender asset from Arsenal, uh, having Ramsdale in is, is a really good shout. He gets he, he racks up a lot of bonus points. Mm. He gets a lot of saves because well, well he certainly did last season because the Arsenal defence wasn't particularly strong. He, he's a he's a great choice, and I think the reason why a lot of people look at the total points that keepers got last season, part of the reason why he wasn't up there was because he didn't start the season. Well, that's it, and and also. In terms of, you've touched on Arsenal defensive assets, one that I had in early doors was Tommy Asu, right? He was now out for the first game week. But I know that Zinchenko's been a popular pick. Yeah. Um, newly arrived from Man City, also 5 million. I don't know, I feel quite good. at. Sorry, I'm all belchy, I'm all windy. <laughs> oh, it's all this talk of Aaron Ramsdale and bonus points. It's not going to be in. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Ramsdale in there. I, I'm feeling pretty confident about that. If I receive a blow to the head before Friday... He might go out the door for a 4.5 because they have the 4.5 I was toying with that I believe he might still have in, but we'll check later, is Henderson. Right? Yeah. He's been in the news this week for slagging off his employers. Boy, did he have a did he have a big old go at United. I would say that um, Bridges firmly burnt at Manchester United now. Um, interestingly enough, having had another tinker today, Dean Henderson, who had been in my draft mm. for ages, spoiler, he's not there. Oh, is it because of the interview that he gave? You know what, I'm fucking... <laughs> <laughs> 
Get oh, fucked, Dean. Yeah, honestly, you play with fire, Dino. you get burnt. And when I say get burnt, you lose your place in Finn Stockton's oh, fantasy He's going to be distraught. I mean, I, I know, yeah. I've done it to hurt him. Um, you watch, he's going to be on TalkSport tonight. After this episode's released, yeah. optimistically, so that'll be out tonight, by the way. He's going to be like, he's going he's gonna to call up Jim White and go, oh, I can't believe it, that Stockton bastard. Yeah. He's, he's going to play particularly well now, yeah, just, my, just, just from my expense. At my age, I can't believe I'm out of Finn's fancy team. Right, shall I move on to my defence? Please. I've gone really heavy in defence. Oh, defense. can I just clarify? Yeah. Four million keeper on your bench. Oh, um, yeah, shit. I, Sorry. I, I'm, 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 you've, you've mentioned this to me already. Casper yeah. uh, Schmeichel today has gone to He's nice, gone, baby. Uh, which is crazy. I mean, Leicester haven't signed anyone and Schmeichel's now gone. Which means that Leicester have only got two keepers in fantasy Premier League. They've only got two keepers, really, that can play in their squad. Mm. Ward or Iverson? I think a lot of people are going to go down the double four route. And for me, I I just can't be asked. I think if you're going down the double four route with Ward and Iverson, what you're doing is is you're sort of pledging to play Mm. your wild card quite early. Which I don't think is a bad strategy, honestly, this season, when we've got the winter break. No, sure, but I think the the, the idea that Leicester aren't going to go and sign a keeper, Mm. and I know they haven't signed anyone yet, so maybe that is wrong. Well, it's funny, Brendan Rodgers has come out in interviews and said that, I mean, it's it's typical manager talk, isn't it? Like saying, oh yeah, well, you know, it's going to be between the two of them for the shirt and... You know, you got to really, you got to back the players who are at the club. But I agree with you. I would not be surprised to see a keeper come through the door at some point in the season. But Schmeichel's been a fantastic servant for Leicester, yeah. and I think the majority of Leicester fans won't begrudge him the move. But for when we're talking about our table predictions later, I do worry about Leicester. Not in terms of them going down, but no. in terms of I, I don't think they're going to be very high at the table. So it's just another reason why, when it comes to Ward. Even though he's on my bench, as you've alluded to, so I've got Ramsdale and Ward as the keepers, I'm slightly knocked off by the fact that I'm going to have two playing keepers because inevitably I'm going to end up picking the wrong ones on different weeks. But I think you'll only end up having two playing keepers for a maximum of two weeks. Right. So, I don't know. So, I'm feeling quite mellow about my keeper situation. I really am. I feel... Me, I feel, me too. I feel like Aaron Ramsdale has enveloped me in a big warm hug. <laughs> but mind you, I feel like having a hug from Aaron Ramsdale wouldn't actually be that comforting in practice because he's quite erratic, isn't he? And passionate. Yeah. He'd probably hug you for two seconds and then start shouting at you or yeah, like fist shake, pumping shake. in the air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that could be you could say that for all goalkeepers well, right? true, imagine getting one from Pickford well it's true every, every keeper's got a bit of that madman in him hasn't he can we use the word madman I think that's okay I think that's okay yeah okay fine well, we're probably going <laughs> to have we we're going to have an email aren't we to thedrunkentransfer at gmail.com shout out if you want to email us <laughs> shall we move on to my defence please yeah uh, I've gone heavy um, It's it, and it's funny because I, I, a lot of the Twitterati and FPL Reddit community for yeah. for that matter. And I can't really tell if they're very casual or not. A lot of them have, have flirted with the idea of five at the back because there's a lot of value to be had in the defence this season and I know a lot of people um, like the idea of five at the back. I, just, I kind of... I, I've jumped the gun on this in that I started with five at the back last year mm-hmm. and got burnt for it because even though in practice it's nice to have five... Um, 
like fullback point scoring defenders. In terms of team building and shape and transfers, I guarantee that when it comes to you freeing up funds, you're going to need to free up funds from your five back defence. Do you know what I mean? What I would say is because essentially we have three wildcards this year, if you do start with a five back defence and you want to go really aggressive, mm. and I know you're going quite aggressive on your player picks of the defenders anyway, yeah. it is possible to change it up. Well, that's it. So, I mean, for the time being, I've like knowing the headache that a five back defence gave me last year, even though I totally see where people are coming from because there are so many like juicy defender picks that I've not been brave enough to go for remember when I had Trippier in my first draft and not not Trippier bloody hell remember when I had uh, Perisic in my first draft I do remember when you had Perisic Perisic, he's gone well I don't think that's he's only he's only played one preseason game he did did look good in that preseason game I think he he, he basically was playing as an auxiliary attacker as as expected it's, it's, it's age it's fitness it's rotation because bloody hell like Conte just gone down the rabbit hole of playing Lucas Moura at, at, at wing back which is up there with having Junior Hoylet as as a left wing back for Reading well I mean I had Doherty in my draft yeah. uh, which I believe I called sexy you at the time you did say it was sexy and <laughs> you know what I put a little bit of a hard on when you said that that's unlike you um Right, so, okay, I'm going to stop teasing you. Um, what Survivors of my cull have been um, my Liverpool double-up of Robertson-Trent. I always end up going down this route. I think for the last three seasons, I've started with Trent and Robbo, you know. Um, Robbo well, is, spoilers, my favoured third Liverpool asset. Last year, you went Trent um, to the Oh, I did. Yeah, remember when, remember when Simicast was a thing? That was fun. That was quite he profitable. Was, he did really. very well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, wow, what a what a purple patch that was. That was a really good time to be alive back when Simicast was an FPL option. <laughs> that was really good. Uh, yeah, Trent and Robbo, and uh, because I just think they're great. They're reliable. Mm-hmm. Um, Liverpool start with Fulham, who... which is, I mean, you know, out of all the out of all the opening games, and you did say this on the first podcast, you would expect that to be the biggest whipping, really. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so even though it's at Craven Cottage, mm-hmm. and, and I think, and I think, you know, the 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 appeal of Trent and Robbo. Interestingly, Robertson, if you look at the most owned defenders, isn't really up there. And I think that's because a lot of people have gone Luis Diaz. In I think he's flying criminally under the radar. Yeah. Because I know I know that Diaz is also an attractive option. He's not been in my draft once. Well, he he has me, and we'll talk about that a bit later. But Robbo is. Yeah, I think he's I, still I think... double. I think he's still double. Um, uh, figures ownership, but yeah. even still, he's. he's, he's I, th- know, I think I really do think he's he's the better, more more clever third Liverpool asset because the majority of people are going to be on a Liverpool triple up. I think um, my other two, so you've got Cancelo again, who hasn't left my draft at any point. Mm. He's wearing the number seven shirt this season. That's fun, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It is fun. It was completely bizarre, and I think in, until you we were watching the Community Shield together, until you mentioned it in there, I hadn't even seen. Uh, but to be honest, it, it's a very. It's a very city thing because I mean, obviously, the way that Cancelo plays, he's basically a, a winger slash you know tucks in yeah. midfielder. Yeah, yeah. So, in terms of the way he plays, it makes perfect sense for him to have, to have the seven. But I still think it's a total novelty. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of when um, Jordan Obito had the number eleven shirt at left back for Reading. But um, 
Also, side note on the sub- subject of shirt numbers, did you see, uh, I think it's Summerby or Summersby for Leeds, uh, youth prospect. S- Somerville, I think. Somerville. Yeah. yeah. Summersby. Sounds like Summersby. a... Sa- Sa- Summersby. Summersby. Sounds like Sawyer. a cider, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We have the same <laughs> like thought. You know he's been given the number 10 shirt for the season. Really? Yeah. I was That's really amused. I think Somerville, um, Gellhart and Greenwood all signed contracts. Don't, don't mention Gellhart's I'm, name. I'm mentioning no, Gellhart. no. They all signed contracts quite recently, so I, okay. that's interesting. I uh, think Jesse Marsh is going to play his young guns quite a lot this season. We should have one of those donation boxes when we record, where you put a pound in every time you mention Joe Gellhart's name, you cheeky minx. Yes. Um, so we've got Ramsdale, Cancelo, Trent, Robertson, and a new addition to my team who I've, I was just simply too tempted by. After, after Here we go. Hypocrite Jacob Southline strikes again. Hmm. Remember when I was saying I was steering clear of Chelsea because I just think they've had such a turbulent, tumultuous pre-season. Their team's in flux. They seem to be signing or attempting to sign everyone under the sun until Barcelona invariably beat them to the punch. All that aside, I've put Rhys James in. Yeah, and I think um, I think in light of the news that Dominic Calvert-Lewin is going to be injured for the first game... Everton have got a very, very blunt attacking force. Yeah. So I think having one Chelsea uh, defensive asset who can get you a clean sheet is even, good. Beyond that, they, their fixtures still look all right. Yeah, well, that's this thing, even fixtures aside, because I know they start with Everton, who I'm, I'm tipping to have a, a stinker of a season. Fingers crossed. But <laughs> the thing is, with Rhys James, he is not one of those players that's going to play every game. Because I don't think he's ever made it through a full season where he's played more than 30 games. But when he does play, he's, he, I don't know, he, he's always value for an assist or a goal. But again, this goes back to having a really aggressive attacking, mm. which I think having an aggressive attacking strategy from the off this season is a really good idea because of the wild card. And I think getting someone like James in makes sense. Yeah, and, and again, transfer-wise, there are whisperings on the horizon that Denzel Dumfries might be ending up in a Chelsea shirt sometime soon, in which case... You know, depending on how that looks by Friday, I might have a rejig. And also at six million, it's it's an investment, right? I've I've really put money into this defence, <laughs> and there has to be some sort of compromise somewhere. And this is where the spice comes in with the midfield. Would sure. you like to hear it? I would. So I'm giving up the I'm giving the game away early here because it's a four four two. So I've got four midfielders who are starting, and then the four point five enabler on the bench. Who is Andreas? You did so well there with I your shout. I have to channel. say, Andreas and Patterson, and and, and look, the the, the last don't, episode. Don't toot your horn too well, much. No, I'm gonna. The the episode has been released <laughs> quite recently. We recorded it quite quite far back. Oh, about two years ago. Yeah, point. exactly. I've said Patterson and Pereira from the off, yeah. and they are now relatively template picks, which is slightly frustrating from my perspective because I've. Still got them in as as, as budget options. However, yeah. it does ratify that I'm on to something, I think. Well, Patterson Savvy's had a couple of assists in pre-season. He was briefly in my draft, but I got him out for Nico Williams, basically because I just think he's got the better fixtures. And also, you're not banking on Everton for clean sheets. You're not really banking on Forrest for clean sheets, but I mean, you can't go wrong with, with Nico and, and Patterson. So, great shout from you. I'm not going to praise you too much. Uh, Andreas is my 4.5 enabler. So yeah. then, the, the centrepiece of the midfield, as it should be, is Salah. Of who is captain for game week one, Fulham away. I think I saw a poll on Twitter the other day where like 70 plus percent of respondents had captain Salah game week one. And he always starts the season first. He's got some ludicrous first game week record, hasn't he, Finn? He has, yeah. I think the past five seasons, I don't think he's scored anything under eight points. Yeah. Um, so you, you've got to captain Salah really from mm. the off. I think if you're trying to be different and get the advantage, it's remember it's only game week one. Well, and, and that's it, because... The minute a template emerges, 
during pre-season. I mean, it might strike people as a bit boring and whatnot, but it's 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 not a bad thing to go template early doors. It's not. Especially this season when a lot of people are going to be wildcarding early. The main thing is that like you, you have a strong start, but also you've got the flexibility to pivot to emerging options early on. Completely. And um, I don't know, I'm very, 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 very confident in my Salah captaincy game week one. And, um, and to be honest, the fact that the majority of people are going to be on that bandwagon, I think it mitigates things. If, say he has a stinker, it doesn't really matter because the majority of people are going to be on him and to follow the crowd early doors, it's fine. Moving on from Salah, this is where things get truly unorthodox and a bit spicy because on paper, these are three options where early doors, I'd be like, God, it's risky to go with all three of them. But I think they've all got things going for them. Mm-hmm. I've I've finally got off the Marcus Rashford bandwagon. Well, and I think that's wise. Obviously, the- I've watched all of Manchester United's pre-season games because I'm a Manchester United fan. No, you're not. Who? <laughs> Everyone's been saying Rashford's had a really bright preseason. Yeah. I have to say, I don't think is. Um... Well, we watched that Atletico game, didn't we? And I thought he he looked a little ripe. He's I been don't... seeing plenty of the ball, but not really doing much well, with and, it. And that's it. There was it was, a, there was a couple of times when he played Villa where he had a, a, a few decent passes in behind. But the key there was is that he had dropped deep into the midfield again. Yeah. He seems to have really lost his confidence in his ability to beat people. Something that my dad commented on. I it's it's really we ever since he's had that up. You know, which is sad. Yeah, but it's he, really since his injury, and also since he missed that penalty in the Euros. He does seem to have lost confidence. Yeah, um, and I think whilst he is currently guaranteed to start, if we are to sign another attacker in August, mm. I would imagine that would. He, I would imagine he would end up. Yeah, because there's still whisperings about Anthony, isn't there? And well, the, the I, thing. The I, thi- I, yeah, I think there. Are, I think there. Are, if you're going to go for a United option, there are players who have played in pre-season. Who have performed a lot better? E.g. Sancho. E.g. Sancho. Even Anthony Martial. Well, yeah, Martial's been great. I mean, for seven million, he's yeah, going to start the season. He is quite cheap, and you know. But however, the the issue with Martial is it remains to be seen what happens with Ronaldo. Yeah, the ongoing CR seven saga. Ten Hag is, a, is not best pleased. No, no, with him and Diego Dallo skulking out of mm. um, at half time. Yeah, well. Yeah, so Rashford, thank you for your service. He's, he's been in my draft for about 80% of pre-season. He's finally made way for Gabriel Martinelli, one of three Arsenal Gabriels. So, I don't know if you've seen, Emil Smith-Rowe has been ruled out yeah. in the first game with injury. So, Martinelli's bang on to start. Mm. And to be honest, even then, even think even if Smith-Rowe was in contention, I just think Martinelli's had a really solid, good pre-season. Like what I've been impressed about is not just in terms of his attacking output and how he gets forward and all the rest. He's got an eye for a pass, that boy. He's like got he's he's been racking up the assists in Arsenal's off season games. And I've I've always liked Martinelli in previous seasons when he's been sort of a bit part player. Because there was a time when he was like priced with all the value options at like four point five. I still, I think at six point five is a really good option. He's, to start he's the only season six. With. He's only six. He's only six. Brilliant. So I've, I've clearly shoved that point five elsewhere. But, <laughs> but yeah, I think I'm, I'm more secure going Martinelli over Rashford, even though I still think Rashford is criminally underpriced. He needs to have an if he if Rashford can do the bare minimum and have an okay season, I still think Rashford will be good value at six point five. I think Martinelli at six is yeah, it was too good to turn down. So, then. I've got Salah, Martinelli, and Jack Grealish. Yes, which I think... So we watched the Community Shield together. Yeah. 
what I, day that was. What a day. We watched about four games, didn't we? Of varying quality. Well, yeah, we, we started with United Atletico. We moved on to Red, Red and Black Blackpool. Cry. <laughs> <laughs> and then we went for a swift upturning quality to City Liverpool. I thought Rash... Um, sorry, not Rashford. I thought Grealish was poor against Liverpool. Um, and I thought when Foden came on, he was very, very good. Mm. So, I put it to you. I challenge you. Here we go. I challenge you. Is Grealish definitely going to start the no. season? And it's, it's... So why is he in your team? Well, you made this argument for me the other day, actually, off mic, how, <laughs> you know, whenever you play Pep Roulette, it's the, the, the person who was in for Grealish for the longest time in, in my preseason was Riyad Mahrez, yeah. who in the absence of Raheem Sterling has gone to Chelsea. I, I think the majority of people are tipping Mahrez to be to be effective this season and so, play a lot, a lot of games. And... and He's one of the favoured eight million options with with Diaz and Mount and whatnot. I think I don't think there is a million. I, I don't think Riyad Mahrez justifies being a million more than Grealish. He's on penalties. Well, yeah. He's on penalties. I would argue that he's probably slightly more guaranteed to start than Grealish on performances. I think if you've think got the, the million to was... spare, why? If you've got the million to spare. Yeah, I mean, in terms of, I mean, I would upgrade Grealish. I know that Mahrez and Grealish are between the two of them going to be be benched this season anyway, invariably at at turns. Um, if I if I could squeak the million to upgrade Grealish to Mahrez, I probably would. It probably involved me downgrading Ramsdale and probably downgrading James. Yeah, and but to be fair, you know, you might deem that not worth it. If it's not worth it for you on that, then then don't do it. But. And again, I'll probably have egg on my face. Grealish will score his first Premier League hat-trick. I don't think Grealish is worth it. Well, the, the thing is, with, with Grealish, I think Pat made some allusion to it um, in one of his press conferences recently, that you literally don't know what he's going to do when he gets on the ball. And either... Turn back. Like, you know, yeah. <laughs> but like in, in, a, in a simultaneous good and bad way, like I don't think his teammates even know what he's going to do when he gets on. I don't think he knows what he's going to do when he gets on the ball. He's a real live wire. And I think at 7 million, I don't think he's a bad option. And also I wanted some sort of City coverage because weirdly, again, spoilers for my attack, I've only got Cancelo and Grealish in as City options to start the season. Unpopular opinion, I've never really rated Jack Grealish that highly. Uh, that's, yeah, that comes as no surprised me. I just don't think that I, I, I don't I don't I don't see where I don't see where the quality is. I thought he was good for Aston Villa and but the thing is with Grealish, I think he I think once you've worked him out, you've worked him out. He'll do the same thing where he gets to that edge of the penalty area, he'll turn back and when defenders didn't know about him He'd have a shot because people, you know, they'd expect him to go down the line. Mm. He always looks to cut back and do a, 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 you know, play a curling ball. I don't know, man. I, I think that it's probably Pep Guardiola's most criminal purchase in his career. It's a hundred million, isn't it? Hundred million yeah. pounds, and you know, there's the argument Grealish will play better his second season. Mm-hmm. Players get better. He might do Guardiola. a Cancelo. He might do a Cancelo and, and, and get better. He might be Ballon d'Or contender. He might lead us to Qatari glory in November. <laughs> I don't see it. I don't get it. I, I do not get the fascination with Grealish. Well, I'm, not, but, I'm not fascinated by Grealish. I'm sort of <laughs> enticed by Grealish. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm titillated by Grealish. Ooh. I do think he's a greasy, greasy lad. He I is. think he's a greasy boy. I think he Greaselish. looks. He looks like somebody who should be like a supporting member of um, the 1975 <laughs> sort of playing bass. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, or a groupie. Um, the the thing is. He, I think, I think he will surprise a lot of people. I know that the 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 veterans of the game, 
I'm going to name drop FPL General for the second week podcast. in a row. Please, please, FPL General, if you're out there on the off chance that you are listening to this, because I did tweet our podcast at you, which you probably then put in your spam folder. Uh, if you'd like to guest after four episodes and just let us know. But I think he was one that was in, interesting him, Grealish, right? That seven million. Yeah, because he's, he's he's cheap for a city asset. Yeah, and I don't know. So I'd actually say out of this midfield four, Grealish is the one I have least confidence in. Mm, but I still I think agree. he's a punt worth taking. I'd say three out of four of my midfielders are varying levels of puntiness. <laughs> um, Martinelli, I think, is an educated good punt. Grealish is a middling punt. And then my spicy, spicy punt, which the majority of people also seem to have cottoned on to now because I think 13% of people have, have got him, is... Good old Leon Bailey at five million. So obviously, I've seen a bit of Bailey in pre-season because he came on against Manchester United. Scored, yeah. Scored. Yeah. Was very good. Um, in fact, tore us apart. He was he was brilliant in that second half. Um, admittedly, there was only fifteen minutes against our first team before we brought on the likes of you know Alex Tellers, who's since going to be gone, Iqbal, Charlie Savage, that sort of malarkey. However, by all accounts, he's had a good pre-season, and I think that he's a good um, pick for number one on the bench because I think he will start there's no guarantee well yeah I think if you've got him first on your bench it's a very 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 good bench option very good for me for me having gone so heavy on my defence I had to make cuts in my midfield I think the majority of of savvy FPLers the veterans have gone for one or either of Bailey and Neto yeah Neto much like Rashford, I need to call him Shashford. It's the it's the Cronenberg AC Prem. <laughs> We're not called the Drunken Transfer for nothing. We're sponsored. Uh, um, I had Neto in for a long time. I needed to shave off 0.5. I think Bailey is a good Neto substitute. That's a sentence I wasn't expecting to say when I got out of bed and this morning. Starts. And Bailey is someone who has been praised. In no uncertain terms, by Stephen Gerrard this yeah. preseason, like Gerrard has been speaking very highly of of Bailey, but I agree with you. I do think he's one shoddy performance away from being dropped. Well, that's in which it, case, in which case, I've got one of Nico Williams and or Andreas Pereira to come from the bench, and that's fine. That's FPL, whatever. Yeah, but I mean, but with five subs that you can make in the Premier League this season, yeah. He's a, he's, a live wire. he's a live wire he's a wild card pick I'd say of my starting 11 he's one which is you know up there with Grealish in terms of the make or break forwards yeah this is the most boring part of my team because remember I had Holland in my 4-5-1 on episode 2 and oh, that's not the sound of Finn weeing that is the sound of a Cronenborg a Supreme going into his mouth in here, in Alsace, the farmers, <laughs> the, when the seagulls, the they come to the toilet. There you go. Um, I haven't got Eric Cantona up top. That's a shame. I know. He's a good value. I know. He's a snip at re- retired out of... Uh, um, I've fallen in line with the majority of people who have gone with Kane and Jesus. Because yeah. Jesus, like every single man, woman and child seems to own Gabriel Jesus. Astonishingly, I think he's currently... Correct me if I'm wrong, FPL statos out there, Statman Dave. Mm. Um, 73.4% of the game own him, which is amazing. I think it makes him the most owned Premier League fantasy asset of all time, I believe. Because I know that Salah hit 70% sometime last season, but that is mad. The fact that 70, almost three quarters of 
the game I've got him at this point in time is is, is astonishing. But to be honest, I'm, the reason I've got him is not because he's high owned. It's because given that he's he's been red hot in in preseason for Arsenal, he's been like the missing link as far as their attacks concerned. Massive upgrade over Lacazette. Presses well, plays the way that Arteta wants to play. Bagging the goals, looking seven re- in preseason. Absolutely, I mean it, it is preseason, but at the same time, I think he's going to be great for Arsenal this season. And um, I, th- I think the dream North London combo of him and Kane. In Kane, you've got reliable, reliable, reliability. <laughs> Yeah, what? do you reckon? <laughs> um, the, 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 I said this last time. How like picking between Kane and Holland? I, I felt quite good watching that Community Shield game because I mean I know Holland I... was off it that day, but at the same time that was at a time when I didn't have him in my draft, and I was like, okay, all right, so it might take a little bit of bedding in here for old Erling. I think that's a lot of people into a little bit of a false sense of security, mm. um, and. I think having Kane week one is smart. Spoiler, mm. I've got him too. He starts you season slow me. though. That's the, oh no, hang on a minute. I'm not co- I'd never copy you. I won't copy anything from you. I'm my, I'm my, I'm my own person. Why do I want to copy right, you? All, all I'm saying, Jacob, is I told you I had Kane and Jesus up front and then the next day you were like, oh, I had a little tinker. And I was like, oh, who have you got? And you were like, Kane and Jesus. I just think it's sensible. No, I agree. I, I really think, do think it's sensible. I think sensible. it is sensible. Um, I, I think it does make sense. I think Kane, it's, it's Kane, the... Kane's appearance is against... So... Kane's victory against Southampton, such a high chance of him scoring. Jesus has been such good form that for eight million, it's mm. a snip. I think you're right. I think it's a... I think you, it's a you've got an in-form starting attacker for a top 16. Yep. I wasn't expecting to have an Arsenal triple up, but I'm firmly on the Arsenal triple up. And the thing is as well... What is appealing to me about Jesus and Kane, other than the fact that they slot nicely into the four four two, is that the price points they're at. Jesus lets you pivot to anyone else if needs be. Mm. At eight million is is useful price bracket. You can drop anywhere down the food chain. You know, to your sevens, your sixes, and whatnot. And Kane allows the nice easy swap to Erling Haaland. Sure. Which I know is something that you're looking to do in in the near to immediate future. And then in terms of my four point five dead bench enabler who's who's sitting third in my my um pecking order, he's not actually dead. He's Sam Greenwood. Yeah. Um, might also end up being Archer from Villa because the fans are waxing lyrical about him. So. He's very good Cameron Archer from yeah. what I've seen. So um so that's my team. That's my team. It's it's the four four two Ramsdale Cancello James Alexander Arnold Robertson Bailey Grealish, Salah, captain, Martinelli, Jesus, and Harry Kane. Yeah, I think it's good. I think it's a decent team. Um, it's a shame we've clearly hive minded um, because we've had influences on each other. We have. I think my my team is my team is relatively similar. Um, what I was saying to you um, was uh, what I was saying to you was I had two different versions of the team in that um, I was very conflicted at one point whether to go for the Kane-Holland swap or the Sonder Bruyne swap mm. because they are both very decent Tottenham to City um, swap options which you could use in your team and kind of pivot to whoever had the better fixture. I have gone back to Kane-Holland. Okay. So I've still got the Kane-Jesus front two. Um, which again, as I say, I, I do I think I, it makes sense. I do think it's smart. I think I think it's I think it's clever. Um, I've also got Trent, Robbo, Liverpool double up in defence. You've gone for Robbo. I have... I 
obviously because you were big on the so Diaz train. <laughs> this is. Are you copying me, Finn? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a bit. No, this is this is where I've still got the confliction a little bit at the moment. Right? Um, is whether to go Robbo or Diaz. Mm. At the moment, I've got Trent Robbo. That is subject to change. I may change it. I've also got Cancelo. Uh, I've not gone quite as big on the defence. Um, so my reason for that, I did have Henderson, like you've alluded to, uh, for quite a while in my initial draft. Um, the fact that Dominic Calvert-Lewin is out for that first... He's made a Weetabix. He is really, he's made of Weetabix. I have got almost zero confidence in Everton scoring against Chelsea. Ever again. <laughs> ever again, yeah. They might never score a goal <laughs> until, ever again. Until Big Dom's back. <laughs> it's nada. Um, because of that, I've gone very boring. Um, and I have upgraded my keeper and I've gone for Edward Mendy because I do want that mm. Chelsea coverage and it's a shame because looking at the ownership he is the most owned keeper in the game so it's not it's not very exciting I, but I've gone Mendy Ward I'm going to play devil's advocate here as as someone who had Mendy in I, I don't like looking at Mendy's stats I can't tell you precisely what those stats are now I remember looking gets, at some Mendy stats and feeling sufficiently turned off enough to think that Ramsdale was the better option so Mendy gets a decent amount of save points and he did get the bonus quite a few times last season okay he is good I think he's a good I think I, I think he's a relatively solid solid shout <laughs> I thought solid. you were relatively sordid <laughs> Mendy Edward Mendy for quite a long time I had Diego Dallo Mm-hmm. in my back line and I'm, st- I'm still considering having Dallo it's Dallo or Robertson uh, which then means do I have Diaz or Neto it's, mm. at the moment I'm still deli- Neto. Neto you made the exact same joke last week and I cut it then <laughs> <laughs> I've got Robertson or Dallo no Robertson and Dallo or Diaz no <laughs> I've got Robertson and Neto mm-hmm Dallo and Diaz. Dallo and Diaz sounds like a lawyer firm. It does. The reason why I'm a little bit iffy on Dallo is because I don't know whether Ten Hag's going to punish him for leaving the Bayern <laughs> right the Carlo game. This early. is why we love fantasy Premier It's so I, silly. It is. It's a silly game. I think the thing is, if I have Dallo, I won't have Nathan Patterson, right? Mm. So I'll have five... Oh no, oh, what will you do without Nathan Patterson? Jesus Christ. I'll have five defenders that can all play. I'll have Dallow, Robertson, Trent, Cancelo, and, mm. spoiler, Kieran Trippier, Ooh, who is my other defensive trips. pick. I think Trippier would be my... my if, if I didn't have the defenders I had in, I would mm. be tempted to downgrade James I have Trippier. been considering putting Nick Pope in goal as well. Ahead Holy go. Edouard Pendy. But I don't think we'd have Pope and Trippier. So I think it was a, it was a pick between one I and two. I don't want to give you advice for free, because my advice doesn't come cheap. <laughs> I would have Pope in ahead of Mendy any day of the week, Monday to Friday. Mendy's... But Mendy's save points and bonus points last year were really good. Again, I'm sure Pope's will be as well. Pope is a great shot stopper. Um, Again, I've been wanging on about it's good to have an aggressive strategy from the off this season. Pope and Trippier would be aggressive. Mm. Well, the nice thing about Trippier, obviously, I mean, this is nothing new to people, but with him being on set pieces, Newcastle having bolstered their defensive line with Sven Botman, (laughs) um, the Dutch defending dynamic revelation that he is, um, I think Trippier is a, a really good shout. I, th- I would even go as far as saying that Trippier is probably my favourite Newcastle asset, bar none. Oh, I would agree completely yeah. because he's, he's, as you say, he's on free kicks, he's on corners, the assist potential's there, and he's only five million, which yeah. is quite cheap. Um, 
I've also got Martinelli. I've had Martinelli for quite a long time. I, I would like to upgrade him to Saka. I haven't got the budget, mm. uh, mainly because I think Saka's going to be on pens. Um, and then, I, you know, you were saying the choice between Bailey and Neto. I've got Neto. He's the, to be fair, that was the one you were talking about in game week one as a, as a, as a really good shout at five and a half. He is there mainly because I think he's going to start and he's a good enabler. The, the, and, he's, Neto, and his opening fixtures are decent. Neto's a fascinating one for me because he's a popular pick now he's, he's sort of like coming to the, the mainstream template options for people. But he is going to be playing up top, likely in the absence of, of, of um, Raul Jimenez. Yeah. Um, who's injured, shock. Um, the fascinating thing is, usually the, the mantra goes, oh, if a player's playing out of position, then great. And, you know, Neto's going to be up there and, you know, you know getting the chances. His stats in terms of XG and like expected assists, when he's not on the pitch with Jimenez, drastically drop off, which is really interesting to me because he's going to be in the better positions, but then historically he doesn't produce as much when Jimenez isn't on the pitch. So as an option I've liked throughout the drafting process, I'd be really interested to see how that goes because a lot of people own him now too. Yeah, and and, and like Jimenez is obviously being out for eight weeks. Um, it's it's going to be fascinating to see whether he does well or not. If he doesn't do well, he's I had mean, a good preseason again. Yeah, he has had a good preseason, and for me, come week three, um, when he has to play Tottenham, I think I will get him on the bench and put Pereira in nice. against Brentford. Yeah. So I think there's a good there's a good switch cool. up there. Obviously, I've still got Andreas. I think he's he is the best four and a half shout at, for, in preseason for Fulham, as I suggested before he signed. He's on set pieces. Cool. So at four and a half, it's a steal. And then my last midfielder is is um, is Jaden Sancho, like like we mentioned earlier on. Yeah, I really like Sancho. He was ill, wasn't he, the other day for for, for uh, the Atleti game, wasn't yeah. he? So that it's 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 contingent on him um, <laughs> being fit for the. Well, we will see more on Friday with Ten Hag's press conference. One of one of the most obvious beneficiaries of Ten Hag's coaching so far. He, he's, been he's been brilliant because he's in his natural right mid position he's a really creative and tricky winger um if i i was saying to you earlier in pre-season if i had the money to upgrade rashford to sancho i, I would have done it because I, I think he's great I, I yeah i i think it's i think it's a shout i think the him and dallow on that right side seem to have forged a really mm. good partnership and, and that's why i sort of want to get dallow in but at the moment and have got jesus greenwood kane up front that's the main quandary i've got is do i go for dallow and uh, go for Diaz, or do I go for Robertson and Neto? I think Robertson and Neto is probably maybe slightly more template, even though Diaz has got quite a high ownership, mm. uh, because Neto's owned by so many players. Um, if I go for Dallow and Diaz, uh, there's five playing defenders, four playing midfielders, and two playing strikers, so mm. I've got the option to be able to chuck one of them on the bench. Nice. It's, it's interesting. I, I, I am at that conflicted stage at the moment. I think, hilariously, we have hive-minded quite a lot. And the main differences are Trippier for me, James for you, Ramsdale for you, Mendy for me, uh, Sancho for me. Grealish. Grealish for you. There we go. On it. Uh, and that's that's pretty much it, right? The, well, this, the interesting thing is, I mean, I'm, I think I'm happier, funnily enough, with my... Ramsdale and James pick over yours. I'm less happy with my Grealish pick, but you know we'll see how it goes. And well, and we've that, got we've got identical benches, haven't we? Yeah, I think we have. Greenwood, is, Patterson, and, and Pereira. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> yeah, it's it, Patterson for you and Williams for me. But I don't know. It's this is the thing, right? Because 
I think we have hive minded and and emerged in some way, but then I didn't want to diverge for the sake of diverge because at the end of the day, you're picking the team you think is going to score the most points, and I, I think I think our decision making process behind a lot of our picks is relatively savvy, booze or not. I know we're called the drunken transfer, but for large parts of this preseason, we have been relatively sober, and yeah. um, and we have you know we haven't picked stuff on a whim. I'm much 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 happier with my current draft than the one that I uh, spilled the beans over in, in, in episode two. So, yeah, like Progress. Indeed. An evolution. I think in terms of other players that if you can get in, I would get in. Uh, Bakai Saka, if you can afford him, I think is terrific seeing as he's going to be on penalties. Um, Arsenal's opening fixtures are fantastic. I have a funny feeling, and I don't know why, and this might be because they lost 2-0 away to Brentford last season on the opening day of the season on a Friday at 8 o'clock. They're playing Crystal Palace mm. On a Friday, on the opening day of the season, at eight o'clock, I don't think Arsenal are going to keep a clean sheet. Arsenal will always do Arsenal things, and yeah. and as somebody that you know, sorry to all our Arsenal supporting listeners out there, like all two of you, um, I don't like Arsenal, and so it's it's. I feel like the the fancy pain that I'd suffer would be offset slightly yeah. by like the the emotional joy I would get from. The the thing is that. Because a lot of internet kids out there are Arsenal fans, I think that accounts slightly for the inflated uh, selection percentage for people like Jesus on 73%. Because they're so high-owned, his price is going to drop off a cliff if they lose that first game. A yeah, few blanks. Completely. Which is another thing at the back of my mind. But but uh, but, but yeah, I, 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 I bank on him. The thing is, <laughs> I think the thing to bear in mind is... If your players blank on the first week of the season, that's fine. Yeah. There's 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 more weeks going forward. Don't panic. Don't immediately sell up. Immediately. Have have confidence in your instincts. They'll usually be pretty good. Mm. I think um, if you've got the Son De Bruyne, if you've got if you've got one of Son or De Bruyne, you probably should have Son for game week one. Definitely make that change to De Bruyne come game week two because I think him against Bournemouth is going to be an absolute massacre. Know- City's first game of the season historically over the last five or six years or so they have been terrific and I know that they've, they've got a point to prove after losing that community shield as well so I don't know in terms of people I wish I had in like you were saying um, I would have loved to have in one of um, one of De Bruyne or, um, or Son I think I've mitigated for lack of Son with Kane yep um, I do think De Bruyne is in for a also, the interesting difference between you and me with our picks is that I'm almost definitely, unless something completely mental happens, like K, like Holland gets really badly injured in game week one, I'm almost definitely going to go from Kane to Holland for game week two. Mm. You're probably going to stick with Kane. I am not a firm believer in booking transfers in advance. <laughs> I'm just, I, I, I just, there's something about me that just rails against it well, and I, I think it's I, the better fixture on paper but fixtures aren't the be all and end all well I, I booked in Trent for, for the next game week as well because I think I'm going to go trippy and it's in yeah, I, I don't know I, I think I, don't get me wrong I think there is value about pivoting to the right premiums at, at the right time I get that but I don't like the idea of making too many sideways moves I had it last season where I jumped on like I would flip between Lukaku and Ronaldo and end up you know but I think, with I egg think, on my face I think that you, I think making a, a a move like that, anticipating good fixtures, does and can pay off. Like you know, my Callum Wilson pick last season, 
when he just came back from injury at Newcastle, had an opening of a few really good games, for two or three weeks, he got me a ton of points yeah. and then I transferred him out immediately. There's an interesting theory that I was reading on Twitter from a chap whose name I can't remember, I think he's a Derby fan, um, about having six or seven players that are like locks and like concrete in your team for the majority of the season yeah. or until you wildcard. And the rest are like rotational options that you like jump on depending on where's the wind's blowing. And I think it's a really useful way of looking at team building like that. The end of episode three is upon us. The deadline for game week one is upon us. Next time you hear us, we will have watched the first 10 Premier League games of the season. I'm terribly excited, terribly nervous. I don't know what's going to happen. We won't have watched all 10 of them. That's a bit beyond even us. Well, I'll have seen Match of the Day at least. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. I will have made sure I've invested in so many devices that I've got illegal streams of all of the three o'clock games. You're going to be on the CCTV screens at Costco with a Premier League game on each of them. (laughs) Godspeed all! I hope that your final 15 picks are worth it. I'm sure that everyone will end up being terribly upset because someone that you'll have wanted is going to do incredibly well and you'll be ruining why you didn't bloody pick him. It's all from me, Finn. And me, Jacob Sudclean. <laughs> it's that's the end of the drunken transfer. See you, you later. can tell we've had a Cronenberg. Yeah, a tasty bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye now.